2: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a Thursday. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Contrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Another big show planned for today. Andrew Marchand of the New York Post is going to join us at 4.06 today. Lots to talk about sports media-wise. Of course, we discussed a little bit on the show earlier uh, last week, the Monday Night Football booth is going to be shaken up once again. No Booger, no Joe Tessator, and Andrew Marsham was all over that, so he's going to join us with the latest on that. Sounds like it could be Steve Levy as the play-by-play replacement, and then we could see maybe Dan Orlovsky and or Lewis Riddick in the booth with him, so we'll get Andrew's perspective on that as well as other sports media issues that have been popping up in the last few weeks, including we'll probably go back to when Drew Brees was... Flirting with NBC a little bit to possibly join as a studio analyst and then eventually take over Chris Collinsworth's spot in the number one and uh, the number one booth there for Sunday Night Football and NBC. There was some talk about that, so we'll get into that and other sports media issues with Andrew Marcian coming up at 4:06 today. We want to hear from you too on. On that, on that subject, anything Penn State related, and of course anything COVID 19 related, we're still looking at what might happen in baseball, what could happen in the NBA. As those talks are ongoing, still really no word yet of what the NHL is going to be planning on doing at this point. So we'll, if you have any thoughts on that, give us a call, 1 800 795 9565. 1 800 795 9565. You can email us, Steve Jones Show at wkok.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Steve Jones PSU, and we're also at the Steve Jones Show on Facebook too. You can run on our wall, drop us a message, and we will certainly uh, get to that as we continue on for the rest of today. Sports trivia also today with the King, as I'll be off the show tomorrow. Chad Hirschberger will be in my seat, so we're gonna do sports trivia today. So that'll be at 4:35 with the King as well. waiting for Steve to get connected here. I think we're okay connection-wise. Now, we had that issue earlier in the week, but he'll soon be joining us from the Sunbury Motor Studio. And while we're on the subject of chatting about what we might see from baseball, from the NBA, from the NHL, I've been consistent in saying, as far as baseball goes... I'm fine with the 82-game schedule. I'm fine with the regional play, but I just don't want to see an expanded playoff. I think the playoffs are fine the way it is. And honestly, I, I think it's it would make the regular season all the more exciting. It's already going to be exciting regardless because there's less room for error because you're cutting off basically just about half the season or almost half the season. And then you stick with the same amount of playoff spots where you have the three division winners and two wild cards. I think that's fine the way it is. You add more, eh? I guess it kind of it kills the drama somewhat. I mean, it's it, the season's so different in itself that there's going to be added drama regardless of how they slice and dice how they want, how you would want to see the playoffs. But I just want to see the best teams get in. Don't try to expand it anymore. Just leave it the way it is. I think it's fine the way it is now. By adding in a second wild card, those two teams play the one game, get one game playoff, and then you go on after that to the division series and so on. I don't want to see an expanded playoff. NBA goes, I honestly think they should just jump right into the playoffs. I don't think we've gotten into that a whole lot yet as far as what Steve and I may want to see. Um, because there's only, what, 12 games left, I think, in the regular season total for the NBA. And you pretty much, I mean, in the Eastern Conference, and actually I think even the Western Conference too, now that I think about it, I would have to double-check, is the... Seven, eight seeds, eight seeds are probably are still still a race for those. But I think you have to call it at this point, you snooze, you lose, so to speak, and just put whoever teams were in the top eight, get in, and just go on from there. Because we've even heard from guys like Steve Kerr, whose team stinks this year. They don't want to come back for 12 games. It's not worth it for them. And I don't think it's not, I don't think it's worth it for fans either. Just jump into the playoffs, and I think the NHL should do the same thing. Yes, again, I get it, especially you look at the Eastern Conference right now. There are a ton of teams that are battling for the spots, but you know what? It's the way sometimes it goes. Just leave it at that, start with the playoffs, and then we go on from there. That's just how I see it. So we'll see what all three of those sports decide to do. So, uh, we actually are having a quick connection issue with Steve. So, we'll take a break while we fix that. And Steve should be joining us from the Sunbury Motor Studio after this here on The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Steve Jones Show, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Sunbury Motors. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf. Matt here with you and the producer, Jared. We appreciate your patience. little technical difficulty with Steve in the Sunbury Motors studio. Hopefully, you should be joining us any second now. We still will have Andrew Marsha in today at 4.06 from the New York Post. He'll be at 4.06 today. And we'll have the latest on the Monday Night Football situation. As that booth is going to be torn up once again. No Booger, no Joe Tessitore. So we'll get an eye on that. Andrew Marchand has been covering that pretty extensively. So we'll discuss that with him at 4.06 today. Sports trivia today at 4.35 as well with the King. I'll be... Off the show tomorrow. Chad Hirschberger will be in, so we're going to do the sports trivia today as well. Want to hear from you? 1 800 795 9565. 1 800 795 9565. And again, with our friends at Sunbury Motors, our proud sponsor for today. Check them out online, sunburymotors.com, for, as they are back in business in that regard. Also, doing some test driving now, too. That's now back in order. And the service department open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. So again, we have Andrew Marchand coming up at 4:06 for today. In the New York Post. We'll have that and more coming up here on the Steve there Jones Show. There you go. And there he is. There we time. go.
1: Yeah, just in time. I actually have the remote up. I've been listening to you for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Way to juggle. Great job. Thank you. On the Matt Contrillo Show, I'm Steve Jones filling in. I'll be filling in for the next hour and a half. (laughs) All right. Whatever works. In the end, I just hit it on the side.
2: (laughs) That's what I do
0: sometimes. taking your calls at 800-795-9565 this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motors studio
1: here's steve jones today's show brought to you by sunbury motors 4th street in sunbury sunbury motors keywords 11 and 15 in hummel's wharf and go online to sunburymotors.com when you go online you can see the great inventory they have ford Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and their great pre-owned inventory. You can shop online, and guess what? You can then boy, I really like that. Then you can start figuring out about, you know, with the great sales staff, about buying. And you can do everything from the comfort of your own home. All at sunburymotors.com. All right, Matt. I know you're not going to be here tomorrow. Correct. But Corey sent over um, an email to Kevin about Brewers Outlet. Yes, I got that email. Yes, and you're you're included on it. Kevin, could you please get this information to Steve for the Friday show? New. At the beverage supermarket, we have slushies. Six flavors on tap, ready to cool you down for the hot summer days. Now, that's fabulous, right? I mean, it's fabulous. But then in his enthusiasm, Corey makes a slight and rare tactical mistake. That is in the next sentence. Kevin, you need to stop in someday and do some taste testing. All right, Corey, the key is to have inventory ready for people who will buy it. You'll <laughs> eat all of them. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Well. Okay, that's an invitation to, to a problem. <laughs> I mean uh, Kevin to his credit Reminds me a lot of the movie Jaws <laughs> 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 Where they referred to The, the shark is the perfect Eating machine <laughs>
2: Oh jeez <laughs>
1: <laughs> You think you're funny <laughs> I do shingle at me mean. Alright <laughs> We're
2: off the rails.
1: Oh, no. The show's been off the rails since day one. This is year nine. But, I mean, for one thing, it can't be that far off the rails. I just talked about one of our valuable, valuable sponsors.
2: Well, you're very right about that.
1: And gave them some added run. I just said that I just wouldn't let Kevin Kevin hurry into, <laughs> to taste test. <laughs> If if I want to make sure I had something left for the other people. (laughs) All right. We'll talk more about the slushies tomorrow. Six new flavors over Brewer's Outlet. Awesome. Love it. All right. Uh, With that, we bring in uh, literally (laughs) just up the street. I mean, literally one street up from me, Mark Brennan, 24-7 24-7 sports fight on state, Mark. I hope you and yours are well there one street up.
0: Yeah, we're great here. And, you know, you live in the neighborhood, so everybody's yeah. nice and spread out. I do want to say one thing, Steve, that people now know, as if they already didn't know, why back in the day, a team led by Steve <laughs> Jones featuring uh. Jeff Brown, Paul Alexander, and myself won the national championship in sports trivia. Steve was our home run hitter. The rest of us hit singles and it was pretty awesome when we beat the entire nation in sports trivia down at the old Damon. So I'm just saying, it was all about Steve. We we helped, no. who, but now you know people.
1: Who's about who was about the boxing part? I like the boxing. That yeah, was me. You were you were and you were awesome when it came to the boxing part and other parts. As a matter of boxing fact,
0: boxing isn't fun anymore. Though I thought what it used to be. No,
1: it's not. You know what? I agree with you. Uh, how is uh, uh, first of all? How's your daughter doing with with all this? I have, uh, uh, you know, I'm I'm what am I? One street below you. Uh, yep. So on our street there are three uh, graduates, uh, including two. I think one of them's on the softball team. Uh, yeah, Maya. My, Maya's on the softball team, and. Uh, she and her sister are graduating, and so somebody across the street from us. How's yours hanging yep. in with all this?
0: Yeah, I was talking to T. Frank off the air a little bit. She's doing really well. I mean, I think, you know, the thing is, I think most of these kids get the big picture perspective sure. of what's going on. And, you know, it kind of stinks. Grace is on the softball team, so, so is Maya. Um, they're not getting their senior season. So that part of it is a little bit tough, but they're staying in contact. The booster club is doing some nice things. And I really have to give a shout out to Curtis Johnson, the principal at state high yeah. and Bob O'Donnell, uh, the, the superintendent, you know, this is not an ideal situation, but they are going above and beyond to make this special, you know, getting the kids signed, uh, setting up virtual yeah. graduation, doing all those things. And listen, I know this is tough for people, but I I hope everybody could take a step back and say, hey, the people at State High, you know, led by CJ as we knew him back in the day, doing a tremendous job, um, you know, making it as special as they can for these kids. And at the end of the day, though, Steve, I have to tell you that most of the kids, most of Grace's friends, they have a perspective that they understand, hey, this isn't great, but you know what? There are bigger things in the world.
1: Which is great. I mean, that's really great. Um, By the way, when will graduation be?
0: It is June 6th, I believe. June 6th. It's a Saturday. It's a Saturday. You would know. That's right. Yeah. And I know because a friend of mine was supposed to get married that day. So, you know, everybody, it impacts, it's impacting everybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we'll see. It should be interesting to have the virtual graduation and see some of the things that they come up with.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, So let's get to uh, some thoughts. One thing that, uh, one item where Penn State has been very active for, and I'll give you an example, Michigan has done nothing. We've talked to a couple of people at Michigan. They have done nothing with their football program. Penn State yeah. has now had every assistant coach, James on a couple of times, Sandy's been on, Sandy Barber, yep. uh, now players, Michael Bennett, Will Fries. They've been active of getting the Penn State name and getting an opportunity for the media to talk with them. You know, what has that been like for you, especially trying to find out more about the new coaches on the staff?
0: Oh, it's been tremendous. I mean, you know, as you said, Steve, especially when you have this many new coaches, And, you know, we really got a chance to meet three of them on signing day uh, and and not the fourth, but to have an opportunity to, you know, even in these things, you know, what we were doing is recording these Zoom calls, and T. Frank's been on a lot of them, and, you know, putting them up because it's not just, you know, sometimes you could write a story about what a coach has to say, but I think what people really enjoy is seeing the coach talk and how he interacts and getting to know the personalities. So that part of it's been really cool. And I give Penn State a lot of credit because it's been very good for us business-wise. Uh, but I also think it's been a win-win situation. I think that, I think the, the folks at Penn State have been smart enough, you know, Chris, Peterson, and James, and everybody else, uh, to realize that you wanna you want people talking you still want people talking about Penn State football. You know, you go through Penn you go through what would have been spring practice and it easily could have gone way to the back burner and it didn't because you, you got to talk to some of these different personalities. So I think it's been I think it's really been a win win and I, I congratulate and appreciate what Penn State's done in making so many people available.
1: What have you learned, uh, when you've had an opportunity to either hear from players or coaches? What what have you learned that's given you a, a better perspective?
0: Uh, You know, I think, listen, I I think that this may be the new normal. I think they may end up doing these sorts of interviews way more often. So I don't know that I've learned anything X's and O's wise. I mean, what you do learn, you you get a chance when there are 20 people on a call. It's difficult to get one train of questioning going, one kind of consistent, because everybody is working on different sorts of things. Sure, But you, you will get some X's and O's stuff out of it. But what I, you know, the one thing I'm really getting out of it is that, listen, I don't know that James Franklin's weekly press conference will ever be like this, but I think doing this with players and assistant coaches more often, uh, I, I really think it could end up being the new normal because I think it would be much more convenient for everybody. You're taking less time out of the day for the coaches. Uh, you know, the, the 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 media doesn't have to go to a media room or whatever. So I think. What I take out of it is I think we're going to be learning some things or we are learning some things from the way we can interact virtually that are going to carry on even after all this stuff is behind us.
1: Uh, The players, uh, Will Fries, Michael Minnett had a chance to talk, and you've obviously already had a chance, so a couple occasions now with Phil Troutwine. What did you take out about what Phil talked about but also from the players' perspective on what they're getting from him?
0: Yeah, the one thing that I actually wrote about it um, is that his NFL credentials, the fact that he played in the league and learned from the great coach of the uh, Patriots, what's his name, Scar... Uh, Dante, Don-
1: Dante Skarnecchio.
0: Yeah, thank you. I, I knew you would, you would help me with that. You know, the fact that that guy is his mentor... It really resonates with especially yeah. these older players, you know. And you've been around Will Fries and Michael Mennett. They, they aren't the most kind of. They're not uh, C.J. Thorpe. They're not like bombastic, <laughs> outgoing. They're not right. Micah Parsons. Right. They're kind of low key, but they're very smart individuals. And that's not to say C.J. is it because he is too in his own way uh, and very funny. And Mike is very smart too. But these guys, kind of cerebral offensive linemen. And, you know, they, they look at the big picture and they know, you know, I think they have 50 some starts between them. They've played all sorts of football. So it would be easy for them to say, listen, I've played so much football. I'm going to be a starter again this year. I know everything. No, not these guys. They're saying this guy is coming. He, he, uh, he played under urban Meyer and, uh, Steve Adazio at Florida multiple years in the NFL Uh, They're looking at this guy as an opportunity for them to pick his brain and learn all of these things from him. So I think that, you know, to me, that's what being a good teammate and a good person is all about. You're never so good that you can't stop learning. And the upside of it is it's going to help both of them when they get to the next level.
1: There's another part about getting to the next level. Phil Troutwine did not come in to college as one of those five-star guys, yet he made himself into a guy that would end up in the NFL. What does that kind of background do now for a position player that knows, in a lot of ways, the shoes you're walking in?
0: Yeah, well, and, and also remember, Steve, that he wanted to go to Penn State. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, I know. And Penn, it's true. And, and Penn State didn't recruit him, which right. isn't – it wasn't necessarily a knock. That's just kind of the way it works sometimes. But, no, I mean, I think anytime you look at those players who are able to come in and prove themselves – and but that's the beauty of it. Listen, we take a lot of pride in the rankings we do with 247. Sure. And I think if you look overall – they're, they're generally, if you look up as players are on the way out, they usually hold up pretty well. But obviously there are going to be people who come in and prove everybody wrong. I mean, the Matt McGloins, right here in State College, Jordan Norwood. I remember when Jordan Norwood committed to Penn State, people uh, on our message boards back at uh, back in the day a lot of people were upset about it, and I'm like, "Well, I remember seeing that kid play Chester in the, in the PIAA <laughs> basketball. Uh, basketball championship game, and he was the best player on the court as I think a sophomore or something. Yep. And he was—you could just tell he had, you know, ridiculous athletic ability. But the point being, when somebody is able to come in and quote-unquote overachieve. Like, if you told Mac McGloin, he, Matt McGloin he was an overachiever, he'd probably, smack, he'd probably smack me in the head for saying that. Right. But you get what I'm getting at. That's, that's a... That, this is a guy who's proved that he can do it. He proved that he can do it in college, at Florida, in a program that was really emerging under Urban Meyer and with Tim Tebow getting the job done. So, of course, that's going to be an excellent role model for all these offensive linemen.
1: Uh, no question. As for Jordan Norwood, even the staff... Was not enamored with recruiting him. It was Joe insisted on recruiting him. It was Joe that insisted on recruiting Jordan Orwood, which was
0: well. There's there's more there's been more than a few basketball players yes. uh, that that Joe liked. I think one was named Shane Conlon. Yes, that they went to see him playing basketball and it was like okay, I know what this kid could do athletically. Uh, but yeah, I mean people, you know, for folks here in state college. If if you weren't around or you weren't following state high basketball, yeah. back when they won that state title with Willie Morris, uh, Jordan's older brother. Yep. I mean, that was a tremendous run, and to, to to beat a Chester team, I mean, you know, Chester at that time, it's still good, but at that time it was a juggernaut. Yes, and so I know I'm kind of drifting off, but uh, that was uh, that. I had a lot of fun being a fan of state high back in the day.
1: Yeah, in fact, I still uh, do. Yeah, and Nate Stupar's uh, older brother John was the center on that oh team.
0: right right yes. yeah the bruiser
1: <laughs> yeah yeah he was well, I mean think about that team is Gabe Norwood right you know I mean George Mason, George right? Mason yep. final four Stupar played for the Buffalo Bills right Jordan Norwood played for the Broncos <laughs> you know Willie Morris played Division one basketball right up at Colgate I mean that's a pretty good group. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'll never. I, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I still scratch my head over how uh, Gabe Norwood end up end up playing at Penn yeah. State. But again, I'm not. I'm not putting you in a bad spot here. Yeah, I'm just I saying understand. that's my opinion.
1: I understand. And there was what Matt Shetler was on that team and uh, Cooper. I mean, that was a good team. I uh, won the state championship uh, basketball wise. Uh, you know, Penn State has. You know, they've gone through this uh, period where now Lamar Mike got his degree. Uh, Mike Watkins got his degree over the awesome. weekend. Uh, in fact, uh, Mike got his degree, and not only that, he actually comfortably got his degree to his credit. Uh, good for him, and yes, good for him. But now they've got, they had to make that transition. They got four coming in, and now they're getting verbal commitments ahead. What do you see right now as the foundation of this program?
0: You know, I I I, I look at the way that he's recruiting. And, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, Steve, as well as I do, that they went years and years and years without really getting somebody from Philadelphia. Right. And, you know, now, and, you know, I I don't want to get you in any trouble, but, you know, um, now they're in a situation where they are pulling players left and right out of the Philadelphia area, whether it's Philly per se, whether it's Pottstown, whether it's Camden most recently, And to me, when you talk about building a program, you have to have a strong recruiting base. And to be able to go in year after year. Now, you're not going to get every single player, and you can't count on that area for all of your recruiting. But you can, when you're talking about programs like Roman Catholic – Yep. And Camden, which, you know, has had a player or two that, who have been pretty good through the years. Yep. And, you know, that whole area, even up in Town, you know, with the who's coming in this year. I, I think that, Steve, to me, is the most important thing. We could talk about X's and O's. You know, we could talk about you whatever you want. But without a recruiting nucleus kind of baseline area that you can go to, it's very difficult to do. And I think the fact that Pat Pat, and his staff have been able to kind of set up a beachhead down there I think has been a real positive for them. And I don't think it's going to stop. I don't. I mean, I think you're going to see more and more players from that area coming up here.
1: And I I agree with that. And, and here's the other part. Every m- most successful program... Now, Duke is a national program. It's, that's different. So is Kentucky. But most other programs that can get to the NCAA tournament establish at base... A natural recruiting area. This is really the first time that we've really seen Mark Penn State establish some base of a natural recruiting yeah. area for them between, I'd say, Northern Virginia and up through the corridor into uh, into Southern Jersey.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Jerry Dunn had a really nice run in Maryland for several years, no doubt. but ne- never the consistency. And now, you know, what else? What else are you seeing? you're not only seeing players being recruited directly from Philly, you're seeing transfers. You know, the Brockingtons, the Sessions, uh, you know, you're seeing transfers who went somewhere else, weren't real happy, and all of a sudden, you know, listen, maybe Penn State is a more attractive school to me. And listen, when you talk about giving credit, I I can't even begin to tell you how gigantic it was for penn state to go out and get dj newbill back uh, in the day
1: yep no doubt that was the that because was really he, go.
0: he broke the ice you got a kid from strawberry mansion was it i yes. mean a tough school yep. from a tough area and you know people always wondered could some of these kids from the difficult city areas can they come up and be successful well guess what DJ Newbill came up and was successful on the court and in the classroom and socially and everything else. And I think people looked at that and said, you know what? Philly kids can make it work. And the, the Penn State's biggest friend in that whole thing was, uh, what was his name? The Marquette coach, Buzz...
1: Uh, Buzz Williams.
0: Yeah, Buzz Williams. I always want to call him Buzz Peterson for <laughs> some reason. But DJ had committed to to Marquette. Yep. And... Uh, actually signed with Marquette and Buzz Williams got a different recruit and pulled DJ's scholarship and he ended up going to Southern Mississippi for a year and then ended up coming back here and I have to tell you that I think that opened the eyes of a lot of players in the Philadelphia area and really started what you're seeing now
1: Marco, is a pleasure. Uh, our best, by the way, to grace, uh, and because uh, you know, uh, she's obviously handling all this with great poise, which is no surprise. But uh, with pretty-
0: grace, I mean that's <laughs> that's Sorry. why I
1: use poise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Steve, I appreciate it, and T. Frank, you as well. It's nice talking to you off the air, and anytime you guys need to, you know, talk some sports or you know want to give me the opportunity to come on here, I'm happy to to help you out, or you know, vice versa.
1: We're always thrilled to have you on. Thanks, my friend. Thanks, guys. Mark Brennan, twenty four seven sports and uh, fight on state. Andrew Marshan, next half hour. The King, final half hour. Meanwhile, as Matt continues to work, the King, uh, the uh, the suit continues to try out new slushies over at Brewers Outlet. We all have our jobs, Matt. Here on News Radio ten seventy WKOK.